0: The following is a Feltnout, Feltnout production. To find out more, visit feltnout.co.ukman and the cow him tongue great She's a big lass
1: <laughs> and a bunny lass, and she likes her beyond and the cow her cushy butterfield and I wish she were smill.
0: 18 of Time Travel. As ever, I am your host, Raul Coley, aka the Newcastle Brown Mail, aka the second most famous Raul from Tyneside. I'm here with my co host, as ever, Mickey Milligan.
1: Mickey, how are you? How was the festive period? How was New Year? It's been a while. What's going on with you? well uh, it's a hostage situation Uh, I've been uh, turning 60 which was weird and I last had a surprise party which moved me deeply Uh, but also the fact I'm probably the easiest person on earth to have a surprise party because everything is a surprise to me so (laughs) uh, the party itself uh, just waking up colours your haircut it is a thing of wonderment I wish you could see Raoul's new haircut it is fabulous
0: I don't particularly uh, think my uh, receding hairline that I cover up very well these days uh, is, is, is a thing of wonderment, Mike. Uh, I just think that's what turning 60 maybe does to you. <laughs> I just think you're a Wow, I wish I still had I hair, like hair in those corners. Why did you open that sentence with hostage situation? That um, that was a surprise to me. I'll be honest, it made little... It was a surprise to a me. I,
1: I me. I channel it. <laughs> I channel stuff. Um, it just came out because if I've been disappeared, it might be like a host I live in Hexham, so it is like a semi-hostage situation anyway. O- uh, always oh, potentially. Eh? Ra- turn sideways because Lee's taking the photograph so we can see your haircut, Raoul. It's an audio
0: podcast. You don't need to You don't need to tell the visuals of <laughs> what are going on and what hair I'm wearing. Uh um, Uh, Right, I'm going to ask you a particular question here, right, Uh, because obviously we're just coming off of I mean it is the 17th of January at the time of recording, but it's close enough to Christmas, Um, what connects the city of Newcastle at Christmas? Um,
1: The time-space continuum.
0: Uh, The time-space continuum, something a bit more specific. It's in uh, the city centre.
1: Jesus, glory is the newborn king. Jesus, I mean, he, he was <laughs> Wait, born but, in
0: Bethlehem. No, um, new,
1: newborn. <laughs> and let's
0: not, this is a historical podcast, not a geopolitics one, so let's, let, okay. let's keep Israel and Palestine just far away from this conversation. It's got nothing to do with that. It's to do with the more modern aspects of it.
1: Phoenix uh, Christmas window. Mm,
0: <laughs> you no, know, you're all, you're technically not wrong at all these things, but there is something in Newcastle that specifically, specifically belongs to Christmas.
1: Um. That Santa's from Sunderland? You're
0: not far off,
1: but you're just. Because he dresses lightly, in no red and white people's houses and
0: Santa's official church is in uh, Newcastle.
1: Saint Nicholas Cathedral. Sinterklaus. Saint yeah. Nicholas. Yeah. That's who he is. That is literally Santa Claus's official church. Ah, oh, I thought it was like something actually the North Pole was on the town, were or something Santa like really weird. Santa Santa a was Well, I've seen the... Yes, yeah, bl- I've seen it at the match. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen the blank white Sunday.
0: <laughs> Santa is a Geordie. It's a lovely eye, apparently, yeah. It comes <laughs> into my flatmate's bar, wonderful man. Um, that church is probably the best point to start because this episode, what we're going to be talking about Friends, dear listeners, is we are going to be asking where all of our regional names come from. So how did the people of Newcastle get the name Geordies? How did the people of Sunderland get the name Mackhams? How did the people of Middlesbrough get the name Smoggy? And how did the people of Hartlepool get the name Monkeyhangers? Now we may tell one of these In a little special bonus episode at the end. Um, And the other three will be in this particular episode. Just a quick reminder before we crack on with this, uh, you're listening, this is a Feltnout production as ever. Sign up to the Patreon from as little as £5 a month, you get access to a secret handshake, you get uh, early access to ticket releases, you get to see lots of content that is not available anywhere else and that's on Feltnout's official Patreon. You'll also get the bonus content from this episode and from every single episode we've put out that are nowhere else to be found. So I think we should because we're talking about the cathedral, we'll start
1: with with, with Newcastle.
0: Jories, where where do you think the, the, the where, word comes well, from There are
1: several theories are the role you man that um, I, I think I is the other that the two that I think may, may be pertinent Go on, you is tell that me going, the two may, you think Well are pertinent. Um, this often I remember when I first went to university in Leeds and two thousand years ago where people asked me where the name Geordie came from. So I actually bothered looking it up. It wasn't the internet, it was a I went to Newcastle Central Library, because that's what you did. In the olden days, you got off your ass and you went and opened a book. Crunch, that's that's radical. Um so I found out sorry, there's a lot of young people there, dropping their iPad, phone YI things there in shock. Um yeah, so I went to the library on a bus and uh, I probably met a mate by actually reading it. Like, you making it sound like people fly hovercrafts. <laughs> well, I did, <laughs> like honestly. Like an incarnate Wikipedia that no, exists on. only within the cloud. Back in, ni- back in 1985, me and my mates at uni did like a, a time capsule for people in the year 2000 because it seemed so far away. And, and it wasn't really... Um, <laughs> 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 I thought it was like thousands of years away. Um, you I remember say- being a child and I genuinely thought the world was going to end at the
0: new millennium because that's what they said. They said like the, the systems weren't built for like they went. Oh, to and the millennium bug. you li- Yeah. Well, look. You, I was six. Right. We're not talking about my young adulthood getting you the bus to the You were six in the library. year two thousand. Jesus. About that. God. No, I was about nine, ten. That's a lie. I, I was thirty-six. 9,
1: that's frightening because I worked it out in nineteen eighty how old I would be in two thousand. That's the type of thing you did in maths when you were bored. Um, but anyway, so I'm, I'm I'm in the Newcastle Central Library place and I found out um, that essentially, essentially, uh, the Civil War is that we were George's men because we were royalists.
0: Well, that would be incorrect. Now, I've always had this theory as well, and this is the theory I was told by my grandfather. Right? But the Civil War, I said the Civil War.
1: Did George, is that your Geordie granddad? Geordie was his theory? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, so I wish I'd met he him. He told me
0: this, but he got it incorrect, right? <coughs> he said that uh, essentially. During the Civil War, Newcastle was so loyal to King George during um, the siege of Newcastle, and the Newcastle Whitecoats were so loyal to King George in the battle for Marston Moor against Oliver Cromwell that because of their loyalty to George, they started calling them Georges. It's also where we got our motto Tita uh, Defendit Triumphans," which, from Latin, translates from. Triumph by brave defence, coming have was a go the siege in Newcastle. Yeah, yeah. I said that's the modern day translation, but this is actually incorrect. I've heard this a couple of times, but we weren't fighting for King George. No, in no. the Civil War, we Would were fighting you? for King Charles. So by that logic, we should be called Charlie Yeah, so we all know King a George, you likes uh, a little bit of Charlie. But it, yes. I'm not sure that we are meant to be called the Charlies. or, I actually have a theory, but George's men
1: does come into it. Do you know? Do you know where? It's some other war. Then, isn't it? It's the Jacobite Rebellion. Is that the one with the where the military road came from? I don't know what military road you're speaking of. Which particular military road? On an interesting tangent, right, because as a child, I had this erroneous, um, that that means wrong view that, uh, you know, the military road that goes along by the Roman wall. I thought the military meant the Roman military because it runs parallel with the Roman wall. But no, it was when the uh, Jacobean rebellions were in place, when there were Scottish incursions, they found that they could not get um, the Redcoats to the Trouble quickly enough, so they decided to build a proper road. Um, I can't remember the exact date, but it is in the Northumbrians. Dan's fabulous book, available ah! at all good bookshops. So the military road is indeed... I mean, it, it's as straight as a die, and we were driving over it, because I live up that way. But that was built uh, as a response to the the um, the Jacobean incursions, because they got as far south as... Um, did they get to london they nearly got to london in the 45 i think
0: uh yes yeah they got just outside and then just sort of had a bit of a panic attack didn't they and then just decided they weren't really going to commit to it and the thing is had they committed to it, they might have actually well we might be living like we might first. be wanting independence from scotland uh, if that was the case but but they just sort of panicked at the last minute now there's two stories related to where we got the name geordie from that because
1: so the first one the, the so the royal one's cobblers, isn't it? because it wasn't the right king
0: I've got a theory, but I need to tell this story to sort I love of your tell you where this is perhaps maybe not cobblers, might be cobblers, we're not sure. Right. I think that's sometimes the excitement in history is the mystery. Do you know what I mean? It's the, I what really happens, you'll never know. Come on so, then, come on. Right. Essentially what happens is, is the Jacobites, they come down through the north-east first and they take quite a lot of support from Northumberland and general Northumbrians and then they get to to Newcastle, and Newcastle closes their gates, don't let them in, the way Northumbrian towns did, in the name of King George. This then causes the Jacobites to go along the Carlisle (laughs) and go down from the west, And then they get to the outskirts of London and for whatever reason shit their breeches and turn back round and the rebellion is a failure. It would have been quite interesting the one because there were actually a lot of people who realised they were just like religious extremists, they were Puritans uh, and even a lot of Scots didn't want anything to do with them. They were sort of like the sort of Christian Isis of their day is what I've heard. Very, very sort of Puritan, very extreme. You have to live your life as God and we dictate. But there's two theories. Apparently because we closed our gates That was apparently a strong enough thing to make us be called the Geordies. Now, I don't think that's a strong enough theory. I just don't think that's something that captures the imagination. I don't think shutting gates.
1: I Mm -hmm. I don't
0: think you'd go, oh, these are King George's men. There were a lot of, why wouldn't every other city who closed their
1: gates be George's men? That is weird because when my granddad used to shut the back door, my grand would say, Geordie, shut the back door. So, <laughs> clearly, uh, it, it's a linear progression. Where does the word Jacobite, I read it in a book and then I forgot what it was. Why were they called Jacobites?
0: Uh, I am not 100% sure. Lee, can I ask you to do some fact checking? Because they
1: were crackers. Because they were... Oh, Jacobites. I like it. Well, there's a great it, song it, Jack, on, it came like from the followers and I was reading a really really good ghost story book which is seeped in history and they mentioned that and obviously
0: J- ah they were supporters of King James the 7th of Scotland and Jacob and 2nd of England and the Latin for James is Jacobus that's where, that's where it
1: came from I knew it was something like that um yeah, they were quite a scary bunch weren't at the Jacobites. And uh, apparently people forget, like when they had uh, a lot of these showdowns with the British Army, there were often as many Scots on the British Army side.
0: Yes, is what I've said. A lot of, were, a lot yeah. of Scots did not want anything to do with these Jacobites. They were absolutely crackers, uh, pun fully intended. But there's two theories here, which I think have some leverage, or at least for me logically <clears throat> stand like that could actually be the reason. So number one is Joby McGean, His dad, who was a, uh, uh, Joby McGean's a a comic in the northeast here and a member of Felton Out, great guy, very funny man. His father was a a, a Geordie sea shanty singer.
1: I've heard of this lovely man, yes. And
0: he's into his history as well. He's had a couple of documentaries about sea shanties, actually, but he's into his history as well. And apparently he told Joby, who then told me, apparently it was because it was for Geordies, who had very similar accents to the Northumbrians, to separate people from Newcastle when they get caught outside the city walls in the field. And the king's men are a bit, oh, they sound like Northumbrians, they sound like Scots, they sound like they're against the King. And they'd have to put that out, where are Geordies, we're Geordies, we're George's men. And so that became it. I have a theory because I've heard the story of Marston Moore and the siege of Newcastle, that civil war. That story told with the name of George from the Jacobite Rebellion so many times. That I genuinely believe that over time, without the internet, without literacy rates being very high I mean they only started getting high in this country I started even increasing marginally in the 1890s right? literacy rates there, have you
1: seen Facebook mate
0: <laughs> well even you know I you mean, watch I a video think... on Facebook and people have a lot of different opinions about what actually happened <laughs> there's all this fake news so I think what happened was, was the story of Marston Moore which is a very poetic story the story of the siege of Newcastle again a very romantic story I think they were passed down through the ages in the name of King George perhaps during the Jacobite Rebellion and nobody really had fact-checking. Nobody had a history textbook. Nobody could, oh, but back you in the Marston War yeah, yeah, like that. Yeah. That was actually Charles. People would have just been sat around a campfire and gone, oh, yes, that's true. And that's why I should fight and I should defend King, defend King George and run out the gates for him and, and give my life for him. And I think as well, when you consider between that particular Charles and the Charles we have today, five of the eight monarchs in that time were called George. I think very much over a history. A lot of these stories get amalgamated. They get changed, and I don't think my grandfather's a liar. I think he was a smart man as well. So I think he he's been misinformed that by his grandfather, who was in turn misinformed it by his grandfather, who was in turn misinformed it by his grandfather. And it was one of these propaganda stories to, to 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 drum up support for the king. And I'm now. Incorrectly passing that on to you and our listeners right now that's what I think happened
1: well I think such things happened because Tony Blair uh, used to um, wax lyrical with his Newcastle fanhood how he would watch <laughs> this is actually true he said he would uh, watch Wynne Davies from his chair in the Gallagher <laughs> End. right and we thought no there was no chairs there I mean, unless you brought your own you privileged might fool might brought a stool you Absolute, know yeah, I can yeah so but in his own folk memory he probably thinks that um Oh my god, this is the one you heard about. Apparently, Peter Mandelson went to a, a fish shop in uh, where was he? It was did one of his, Dur- his Durham constituency, and it was some <laughs> mushy peas. He went, Oh, I'll have some of the guacamole, please. <laughs> 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 in touch with the people, anyway.
0: I did not know that that is hilarious. <laughs> uh, what I would say is, at the very least, credit to Tony Blair. At least he didn't sort of turn around halfway through his premiership. And, you know, the last time I was at a Juventus or Notts County game, the way, uh, I don't know if you remember David Cameron doing that, he's claimed he's a Villa fan for ages, and then in an interview said he was at a West Ham game, and then said he was tired, so he confused <laughs> the colours of the like, That's I've never seen just a lie so open. How can he even be like, how can that even be tolerated? Nonetheless, it's clear David Cameron and Tony Blair aren't proper football fans, but nobody knows the exact answers. For where the terms Geordie I or have, Mac I come I have another. Come on. Right, what but about the
1: mining lamp? Is that the money going to come out that's with? That's the
0: other theory. And that's going to lead us on to our next episode where we'll be talking about Geordie Stevenson and his um, inventions, such as the modern railway. And then we're going to do a series of specials on inventions. But he invented a lamp beforehand. And this is supposedly where we get... There is another theory, which I should say, which is just a bit shit, and that's apparently that a lot of people here were called George. That's it. That's that's it. Just lots of Georges here. They all got called Geordies as nickname Over time, we became known as the Geordies as a whole. I, I don't buy that for a minute. I just couldn't see that really stealing the imagination. Uh, how much you know about this, this lamp story? Um...
1: Oh God, let's have a think. Um... I'd heard that it was plagiarised and there had been somebody else who wasn't a Geordie, uh, who had made it before him, but for some reason, um, because of his fame as an engineer, he was given the kind of, um, I suppose, the kudos of doing it. And I don't know who you... There's usually always a, there's always a poor bloke who says, I did, I invented that. Well,
0: uh, yes, that's sort of what happened, um, but, but, but George Stevenson would go on to get his success and his recognition, if not for this lamp for, for, the, for the trains, which they would we'll get on to, but uh, w- with the lamps, what happened was, was, with the collieries, there was this huge issue, this huge risk, right, because you had to make your way through the colliery, it's very dark, so you'd take a naked flame, lots of gases. Gas hits flame, big explosion. I'm sure you've heard of many of the colliery disasters where pretty much an entire town, entire pit villages. Sons and fathers died and left a very, very, very few men there who, though traumatized, would have been very lucky. Probably about, you know, 300 women, three men left. Anyway, that's not relevant. Let's, that, watched, on. that sounds but like t- a
1: midnight t- at Tiffany's. That sounds <laughs> like the type of Tinder
0: ratio I am after. <laughs> now, point being, is this was. can't believe it.
1: Especially without haircut. <laughs> the,
0: the memory of all of the three serious culinary disasters. There's one thing on my mind today. It's been a long day. Anyway. Point being, this was a constant issue. It was wiping out a lot of villages, something needed to be done, there were government rewards, somebody invent something to stop this happening. There's not really any case of... I would say from the... Read and the evidence I have, that they, I wouldn't really say anyone plagiarised anyone. It was a case of two separate, very bright minds thinking of the same thing when the rewards were there Do you know around about the same time.
1: There is a proper um, philosophical or scientific term, which I can't remember because it's January, um, where even in separate cultures, a similar belief or a similar invention will arise when there has been no cross-fertilisation of ideas.
0: Like dragons... That's the one that always blows my mind. I've brought this up before, but I they're, swear. They're not why real. did every culture, when they've never come across each other, think about dragons? They uh, were real. Because they were real. They were eggs, real. Dra- they dragon. were dinosaurs that had eaten a volcano or something that were left over. <laughs> they had them in Chinese culture, African culture, South Asian culture, European culture, Latino culture. Well, well the Welsh have
1: got them on their flag, for God's there sake.
0: There you go. Uh, the Welsh, they know their stuff. Now, I... <laughs> Uh, the world should have been central with
1: colliery disasters,
0: but Humphrey Davy from. Could be dragons underground
1: causing the colliery yeah. disasters, couldn't <laughs> <it? laughs> they?
0: That's, that's, that, that might be where they came from once upon a time, or the idea of them. But once upon a time, you had Humphrey Davies from Penzance, who invented the Davy lamp. And then you had George Stevenson up here, who invented what would go on to be known as the Geordie lamp. They were pretty much identical. They sort of allowed you to essentially take a Candle through, but the way that they sort of coated the candle, like the light still came out, but uh, the 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 flame flame didn't. Yeah, so the risk was completely gone. Now it. How did that work?
1: How can you have a flame with no oxygen supply that doesn't go out?
0: Look, I'm not a physician, mate. I'm, I'm a comedian, uh, if it's a light it, historian. I have no fucking idea. Uh, I could, I could, it's
1: magic, isn't it? How that I, happens? Uh,
0: it's not as magic as dragons, but let me see if I can quickly
1: Google. Maybe it. they have a dragon with a st- like a diving helmet on underground. How
0: does the Davy lamp?
1: We're both a bit mental today, aren't we? Today. Today, sorry, mate. Yeah,
0: I would echo Lee's The final design was very simple a basic lamp with a wire gauze chimney enclosing the flame. The holes let light pass through, but the metal of the gauze absorbs the heat. The lamp is safe to use because the flame can't heat enough flammable gas to cause an explosion, although the flame itself. Will I would never
1: smaller. have thought of that.
0: Don't know, would I? I had to Google it, mate. <laughs> 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 so, for you physics nuts out there, I you yeah. appreciate that little request. Uh, but. They basically seem to have invented the lamp around about the same time. Now, they were sort of both called into Parliament to give speeches. Uh, and essentially, there was like a £1,000 Rutherford Prize from like the, the intellectual society or community of, of, of the United Kingdom. And with Parliament's blessing, they gave that to, to, to Humphrey Davy instead of George Stevenson. Now, at the time, most collieries would go on to use Davy's lamp, uh, lamp, sorry, the Davy lamp, uh, where there is, it was only the northeast that would use Stevenson's lamp. And basically, they gave it to, to Davy because he was, you know, upper class. He was part of that royal society. It just doesn't stop, co- does it? He had an just... accent. He knew people in parliament. Yeah. Whereas, uh, George Stevenson was a remarkable man, but he was, he didn't know how to read or write. He
1: it sounds like BBC he kind of to jobs, any doesn't it? Education. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he started
0: himself. He taught himself. He taught himself to read and write, and he had this thick, jolly accent, right? So, one theory surrounds the fact that um, apparently he had um, he. So one, but well, the two theories. One theory is that because the Northeast choose to use the. Stevenson lamp, the Geordie lamp, and because the rest of the country used the Davy lamp, we became known as Geordies. Another theory, sort of off the back of that, is that apparently, like, people of Newcastle and the surrounding regions were furious. They thought we'd been, again, it's a sort of chip on my shoulder. They actually raised the £1,000 Rutherford Prize equivalent, had a whip round of the miners, and gave it to George Stevenson. He was absolved of any plagiarism in the end, but apparently, the theory is that he went to Parliament. And as he was justifying his case in Parliament, they
1: found his accent ridiculous. Can you imagine most of this been...
0: George, this Geordie talks ridiculous. These Geordies. And that's how it became the Geordie accent No, I'm,
1: I'm, I'm just looking at this. Can you imagine, I think if they redid it for, 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 for television, um, it would be like Jimmy Nail debating Stephen Fry. It would be that level of tech. You can imagine. I
0: think it's Stephen Fry with Jimmy Nail's voice. That's what I think. That's how I, that's the way I perceive George Stevenson.
1: Oh, no, no, no. I, I mean, when there's this Lord Posh guy, uh, I'm saying the, <laughs> the, the, the actors where it would be George Stevenson would be uh, Jimmy Nail. Yeah. Or somebody from Alphida in, And you've got Stephen Fry and like you know, the, the the kind of posh guy could have just been reading these uh, what he'd had for lunch, and it would just sound far more, much more gravitas than we, like, hey, you know.
0: I've just googled him. He actually does look a little bit like Stephen Fry as well.
1: Everyone looked like Stephen Fry in those days, mate. To be honest,
0: that, my ancestors didn't. I tell you that much. My ancestors <laughs> nothing like Stephen Fry. Uh, nobody in the Igbo tribe <laughs> in Nigeria looked like. Stephen Fry, but they're essentially the three theories. With which, or four, I suppose we're giving you four or five theories there. Uh, and Lee, what time are we on, so I can? Oh, we're we we'll done now. Just episode one. We'll have to do episode. We'll have to do episode two on Sunderland, Hartlepool, and I suppose in the bonus episode, um, we'll talk about the most likely, the most likely theory, and why we think it's the most likely theory.
1: Um. I, right, put it this and way. Also, we'll talk about the. I think symbol, neither the motto of Newcastle. Neither of we'll talk about true. in the
0: bonus episode, Mike. Oh, is it? <laughs> and we'll talk about where Newcastle's city logo listening. comes from, which then goes on to ship the Newcastle United badge with the seahorses, the shields, or on the original badge, the three castles.
1: Uh, Not the was, shit 80s one. That was, that was dreadful. That uh, was dreadful
0: I like the badge <laughs> as it is now But we'll talk about where all these badges come from Where the motto comes from And which theory we think is the likeliest uh, The likeliest in the bonus See you then This has been Time Travel episode 18 She's a big lass and a lass and she likes her in the car, oh, her And the has
1: I wish I wish I wish Oh, I wish he was
0: here. That was a Nout production. To find out more, visit feltnout.co.uk.